Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Running Out of Lemons. So, I just wanted to say a quick disclaimer before we get into this week's episode. Um, First of all, if you're here, that most likely means that you listened to the first episode. So, first of all, thank you so much for listening. And secondly, I just want to say that, you know... (laughs) Maybe this is just me overthinking everything. It it most definitely is just me overthinking everything. But the more that I listened to the first episode, it just kind of hit me that I, I kind of sound like I was complaining and that I was saying that <clears throat> that life kind of sucks and that my life isn't great, which is to say that my life actually is not terrible (laughs) that even though there were a couple of bad things that happened or mishaps or whatever there's still been so many good moments that have happened in 2020 I was just mainly if, if anything I was trying to sympathize with others who were going through the same thing because I know just like me some of you have not been able to graduate or you're having trouble finding a job or maybe you just don't know what to do right now so that's kind of what I was trying to go for I did not mean to just kind of rant I guess so if you took it that way I'm really really sorry but I don't know if you ever feel like you were offended by anything that I've ever said please just let me know I guess um I always put my contact information in the description on Spotify and everything, so just feel free to email me or DM me on Instagram. Just let me know. So, yeah. Oh, and also, um, disclaimer for another thing. In this next episode, or like the episode that you are about to listen to, I don't think that I ever said this, but I am not certified in any way. These are all of my opinions and what I have learned. And if you are someone who is certified in nutrition or personal training and you feel like I misspoke on something, again, please contact me through email or Instagram. So, yeah. Anywho, (laughs) I'll let you uh, listen to the episode now that I have talk to you for far too long. Anywho's, let's get into it. Hello, hi, welcome to another episode of Running Out of Lemons. I'm Caroline Hahn and Thank you so much for listening to this because if you're hearing this, then most likely you listened to the first episode and you decided you wanted to listen to another one. (laughs) And you had the option to stop listening after that one, so truly thank you for being here. I just want to make, I, I don't, I can't even remember if I made this disclaimer in the last episode, but... We're having some technical issues with the microphone, and I have just come to the conclusion, after spending 30 minutes again, 
trying to figure out the microphone, I was like, you know what, we're just gonna, we're gonna buy another one because this one is just no matter what I do, it's not working. So I truly wish that you could see the setup that I have right now, but I'll just describe it to you because you can't see. Um, I have to use my computer microphone, which honestly is pretty, is a pretty good microphone. Uh, it's not an Apple. It's definitely like a, a what is it called? A PC. A PC. Yeah, that's what it's called. I was about to call it a PAC, but that's Performing Arts Center. Uh, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> so if only you could see the setup right now, because I'm using my computer microphone, and we have an ottoman in my house, and it's one of those ottomans that you can open up and you can use as storage, and I opened it up and I put my computer inside it, and I am now under a blanket which is kind of like I'm in a fort right now and I put the blanket over the ottoman like the top part of the ottoman and the other part is on my head and I am speaking to you right now so I feel a little goofy so bear with now before we get into anything else let's start off with some nice icebreakers or as I'd like to call it, the nice breakers, if you will, because I'm clever and I like play on words. And, like, so many people probably just decided to stop listening because I said nice breakers. It's fine. Let's go on. <laughs> so, first we're going to talk about what got me through this week. Uh, to be honest, technology got me through this week. And... Which, if you know me, is a little weird, because I usually hate technology and I'm usually cursing its name. But, specifically this week, it, it really wasn't a, a tough week, I would say. It was just, you know, it was alright, nothing, you know, terrible happened. But, it was just nice that I got to... It was just nice that I was able to talk with some of my best friends. I got to FaceTime my boyfriend and then I got to uh, talk with my friends from college and old friends and it was just nice and I feel like that wouldn't have been able to happen without technology and so I'm just really thankful and grateful for technology and that really got me through this week. The color that I chose to be grateful for was yellow and guess what is yellow that is right next to me. It's a coffee mug that just so happens to have Mulan on it. If you don't know, Mulan is my was one of my top three favorite princesses, Disney princesses, and I just love this mug. I'll post a picture of it on the Instagram, but I just love that it looks very 90s and before you come out and fight me and say oh but it wasn't come out in the 90s because for a second I didn't think that it came out in the 90s and it did it was 1998 so it's very 90s even though it was 1998 it's still the 90s now it doesn't count as the 2000s like some people consider like 97 is basically 2000s it's not okay that was something really strange to get overly passionate about but anywho's, I'm grateful for my yellow Mulan coffee mug. And so yeah, there we go. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about body image. And I am really passionate about 
body image because I myself have had the ups and the downs, the good, the bad, and the ugly with body image. And I just really, I don't know, this was something that whenever I first thought about doing a podcast, I knew this was something that I wanted to talk about because this is such an important thing to talk about. And I'm going to share a little bit of my story or a lot of bit of my story with how I've always viewed myself, what I'm doing now to have a healthier relationship with my body and food, and some things that I really wish that I would have known whenever I was younger. So I'm going to start this off with um, where it all started, I guess. So third grade is whenever I I believe that I started looking at my body and noticed that it didn't look like the other girls. And also whenever I noticed that other girls on magazines and in TV shows didn't look like me. And whenever I looked at beauty, it was girls who were really, really skinny, who had straight hair and, you know, just... No, like had nothing basically just had cur like sorry no did not have curves it was just like basically like skin and bone to me that was what beauty was because I wasn't it and so it's hard to say that it was third grade mainly because I've just always viewed myself like I, I've just I've always viewed myself as not being beautiful and so but I definitely know that third grade is whenever I I definitely started looking at myself differently and also whenever I think people started noticing that too and would comment on it and kind of bully me I guess yeah that kind of happened and this was again we're gonna this is foreshadowing for later but I now know that the reason why I looked so different than everybody else was because I was going through puberty in third grade. And yes, you heard that right. I was nine years old whenever I went through puberty. Yes, it's real. I'm not joking and not exaggerating. It actually happened. I can tell that story because it's actually really funny. I'll do that for another episode, but yeah. So I already look different from everybody else moving right along. Around this age is whenever I started to eat Special K and diet meals and shake replace rep, and shake replacement meals. By special K and diet meals, I mean that there was like the lean cuisine, frozen meals. Like anytime we did like a whatever for dinner, and we would just go to the store and just say, "Okay, this is like pick out your dinner." Like I would just get those meals. I would always make sure that it said something diet. Anytime something said diet or sugar free, I would get it because I thought that was the healthier option. And I did all these because I thought that I could lose weight with them by just eating those things. But of course, I did not understand the purpose of diet meals or replacement meals. So, you know, nothing really happened. And I would also try to convince myself that I wore a medium when deep down I knew that I was an extra large. And I know it's such a weird thing, but it's also something that I still struggle with today because I, you know, sometimes will think like, oh, I can fit into a medium because I try to convince myself that I'm a medium, especially in pants. But like in pants, I'm pretty much a large. 
and I don't know why and I think it's because of at this time in my life I thought that if I got medium-sized clothes then I was a medium-sized person and so whenever I would buy extra large clothes I just it would kind of hurt me on the inside because then I would view myself as an extra large person and you know to me and myself I didn't think that that was beautiful I thought that to be skinny was beautiful but anyways I digress that's what I was thinking at third grade around fourth through fifth grade I got into basketball and I grew a couple more inches and I lost a little bit of weight and if you're wondering how many inches I grew I however tall I am now that's how tall I was in fifth grade I have not grown since fifth grade so there you go <laughs> I was a really tall fifth grader but now I'm a really short person but now I can or not really really short you know I'm 5'2 and a half, so I guess that's technically short, but anyways. Um, but I still felt really self-conscious, and sixth grade was the height of this terrible relationship with food and body image. I never told anyone this while this was happening, but I wouldn't eat breakfast or lunch, and I would lie about not having, or I would lie about not being hungry um, to get out of eating dinner. And that, I didn't do that all the time, but every once in a while I remember doing that. And I also compared myself to my sister, who naturally is very small. She's just, you know, she has all the small genes in my family. And I thought that if I just ate the same thing that she did, then I would eventually look like that. But if I had known about the different body types, I would have known that that's not true. And this is foreshadowing to what I'm going to talk about later. So there you go. So I did this, um, I did this whole eating thing till about seventh grade. And eventually I got into soccer and volleyball. So I was really active and I noticed I could lose weight by being more active. So then I just kind of assumed that, oh, you just have to be more active and then you can lose weight. So I got really invested and I eventually fell in love with soccer and so I was trying to not only lose weight but also be a better soccer player so I started running on my own and working out by myself. So that actually did help um, feeling better about, that did help me feel better about my image. Uh, but then around freshman year I started playing varsity soccer and I really started to notice I was more I I was more muscly because we were doing more weight room and strength training and all that jazz so I was gaining a lot of muscle and this was around the time that I really wanted abs and I wanted people to like look at my legs and be like whoa like she's strong but my relationship with food was getting better but it still wasn't that good you know it, it, it could have been a lot better and around this time I got into my first relationship and he just made me feel really bad about my body he told me that I should wear that like he told me things that I shouldn't wear because it would accentuate the bad parts about me whatever that means and so that's a whole nother 
story for another day. Wow, there's so many little stories in this big story, I guess. But that relationship honestly did not last long because I, I yeeted out of there real quick. Or quickish. I wish it would have been quicker, but yeah, what? Anywho's, we're not going on another rapid trail. I'm gonna drink, bro, okay? <laughs> I'm old enough. I'll do it. Give me a marg, my dudes. Let's go. <laughs> but I just, yeah, so, well, we're off topic. I did, however, notice that during the pandemic, I did gain a little weight. Not so much to where people notice. Honestly, like, whenever I have said it to other people, they look at me and be like, what? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, no, you didn't. So I know I, I refuse to look at a scale because I, I'm not going to weigh myself because that's unhealthy for me. But I do know that I at least gained like five, like under 10 pounds because it's to the point where I can try on clothes and I know they fit differently, but it's not enough for people to look at pictures and be like, well, yeah, there's a difference. So that honestly did hurt me whenever I realized one day whenever I was trying on jeans for the first time after being in quarantine some of my jeans just didn't fit very well and I seriously got so upset about it but like what's to me I just think like what's the point like I'm still alive we're still good I don't feel like I feel good because I'm doing workouts that I love so like what's the issue you know because so basically now I am just on this journey to live a healthy lifestyle which does not mean that I'm going to be healthy 24 7 all day every day a healthy lifestyle just means to have a balance so that means that you know I love to eat healthy, so that's what I'm going to do. I love vegetables, so I'm always going to eat those. But if I want to eat cake one day, then I'm going to do it. If I want to eat a box of veggie corn dogs and then for dinner eat a salad, I'm going to do that because you know what? It's called balance, and that's okay. I'm going to live a little bit because this is life, and I don't want to die someday not eating all the things that I wanted to eat or drink the things that I wanted to drink because I was afraid that I was going to gain weight like that's just going to make me more sad so my mindset is a thing that shifted that I think that really made a difference so segue into that I'm going to now talk about what are the things that I wish I could tell my younger self or just things that I just wish I knew when I was younger. So the first thing, remember when I said that something was foreshadowing, that body types are foreshadowing? I'm talking about it now. So this is something that I really wish more influencers or health professionals would talk about more because this is so important. There are three, technically three types of body types. It's the ectomorphic, the mesomorphic, and endomorphic. So ectomorphic is normally the naturally skinny person. They're normally very long. It, their goal is normally to gain weight and they have a fast metabolism. The mesomorph has a more athletic build and 
it's really easy for them both to lose weight and build muscle. The endomorph is normally curvy, pear-shaped, or an hourglass figure. And the goal is normally to lose weight and they have a slower met and they have a slower metabolism. Now, first of all, that was just a brief description. There's so much more going into that. Don't just take my words, the three things that I described all of these body types as and be like, oh, I know which one I am because there's so much more that goes into them. So whenever I realized that there are just different body types, it really changed the way that I was eating and the way that I was exercising because as an endomorphic body type, I am not going to do the same things like an ectomorph because for ectomorphs, first of all, their nutrition most of the time is going to be to add more protein. Well, if I added more protein, it probably would not have the same effect as it would with an ectomorph. They would probably see more results than I would. But as an endomorph for nutrition, you want to have a balanced meal, and it's always really important to have that balanced meal. A lot of times it's to lower the amount of carbs, not completely take out carbs because you should never completely take out a food group unless you are allergic or have an intolerance to it. If you, Just like if you're not gluten intolerant, don't take out gluten because your body needs that to survive, you know. Like don't completely cut out bread because your body needs it, you know. We weren't made to cut out food groups, okay? Gosh. But yeah, and also with an endomorph for fitness-wise, so I think that if you are looking to to have a certain goal, to look a certain way, I really think that first you should figure out what body type you have first because that is so such an important thing. More people need to be talking about it. So the second thing is the moment that you stop caring about what others think and how others feel about the way that you need to look, you will see progress. And not just, again, I'm not just talking about your body. I'm talking about your mindset because there is a, a mind-body connection and this basically means, and this is scientific folks, like I'm not making this up, okay? This means that our thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and attitudes can positively or negatively affect our biological function and basically our minds can affect how healthy our bodies really are. Now, I know this is not revolutionary, maybe you already thought this, but to me, this was a serious, like, mind explosion. Because it's just, it's so true. Because if you constantly look at yourself and you say, I'm ugly and I'm stupid and I don't look good and I never will look good, then what are you going to do? You're either going to look at fitness and health as a punishment rather than a lifestyle, you're not going to like it. You're going to punish yourself by working out or punish yourself by not eating the foods that you really want to. And then you're going to do that probably for like a week. And then one day you're going to be like, no, I'm fed up with it. And then binge on something else. And it's going to be a vicious cycle. Is that if you do it because, you know, I want to feel better. I want to, whatever your goal is, whatever your healthy goal is in mind, you're going to portray that in your body. 
because now that I look at myself and I say, hey, I'm thankful that I have legs that can move. I have, you know, lungs that work so well that I am able to run a certain amount of miles. I have a body that can digest everything well, really, except for lactose, but that's besides the point. Like, I'm thanking my body every time that I make that healthy decision or if I make that decision to go out and run. I'm thanking my body every time that I do that. And so this is, uh, the next thing that I'm about to say is randomly from the University of Minnesota's website. So this is a whole paragraph that I read when I was doing some research about the mind-body connection. And I don't know why, it just, it blew my mind. Again, it's probably not going to blow your mind, but it's whatever. So this is what it said. It's important to note that mind is not syn- cut. It's important to note that mind is not synonymous with the brain. Instead, in our definition, the mind consists of mental states such as thoughts, emotions, beliefs, attitudes, and images. The brain is the hardware that allows us to experience these mental states. Mental states can be fully conscious or unconscious. We can have emotional reactions to situations without being aware of why we are reacting. Each mental state has a physical situation associated with a positive or negative effect felt in the physical body. For example, the mental state of anxiety causes you to produce stress hormones. Many mind-body therapies focus on becoming more conscious of mental states and using this increased awareness to guide our mental states in a better, less destructive destruction. Sorry, in a less destructive direction. What? That's just wild to me. I don't know. I just think this kind of stuff is just so interesting to me, like psychology and fitness or like your body is just it's wild, wild to me. So at the very end of that quote, they talked about mind-body therapies, and these are basically things that are using, that can help to connect that mind and body state, and that's yoga, meditation, prayer, creative arts therapy, like art, dance, and theater, who knew, and relaxation. So if you feel like your mind and body connection is a little out of whack, then Maybe try one of those things and see if it helps. Again, it's all about trying, you know? And once again, to segue into that, changing your mindset is probably one of the most important things in your health journey. Don't go for the quick fix, because that's not going to show long-term results. And, and it all just kind of determines what your goal is. Because, you know, if your goal is, I want to lose a certain amount of weight so I can fit into this dress, okay, then that's a goal. It's short-term. As long as you know that that is short-term, there you go. Just always know that that is a short-term goal. If you want to lose five pounds and you lose it, and then you just go back to the regular way you were eating, you're going to gain all that back. So be prepared for that. But if you think that, I want to feel better, I want to look in the mirror and feel more confident, then it is a journey. There is a reason why they call it a marathon, not a sprint. Because if your goal for losing weight, and I'm just doing that because for a long time that was my mindset, 
if that is your goal is to lose weight, you have to love yourself. And I feel like that sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Because if you lose all that weight, you're still yourself. (laughs) So if you hated yourself in the beginning, you just are going to hate yourself in the end. You're just 25 pounds lighter, you know? I really think that that is, that's truly the key, is you have to work on yourself, is you have to, I mean, just give yourself grace and say, you know, maybe you didn't reach the goal that you had for that week. Maybe it was, you know, you want to lose two pounds a week and you only lost a pound and a half. Okay, but celebrate that that actually happened. Celebrate those little moments because that's what's going to help you. It's going to help your mindset. It's going to help you overall to just keep loving yourself because in the end, it's you, my dudes. You're nobody else. You're never going to change the way that you, you know, you might, you might never change the way that other people think of you, but you have the option to think of yourself in whatever way you want. And to truly have confidence is to look at yourself and say, if people don't like me, I don't care. So that's all I have to say for this little episode. And I'm going to conclude it with what my goal is for this week. And this is so totally random from what we were just talking about, maybe. But I'm going to try and get more sleep because just like that mind-body connection, I am kind of becoming a little bit more stressed. I find myself, it's kind of hard to speak because I haven't been getting a lot of sleep lately. So I'm going to try to get more sleep. And if I don't go to bed at 10.30, like I'm trying to, then that's okay. You know what? We're still, we're, it's still like last week. We're still, or it's still like last episode. We're still giving ourselves grace, folks. All right. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Running Out of Lemons. I'll talk to you again in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. I feel like maybe, I hope that was still on topic, but that's just something that I felt like I had to say.